This podcast was recorded on the lands of the Wongal people and the Yagara Turrbal peoples. This always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Strap in. Buckle up. It's story time, folks. This is Australiana Rama. Hello, my name is Maddie Nixon. And I'm Jessica Aidy. And welcome to Australiana Rama. Uh, we've got a fun topic for you today. We're going to transport you to the middle of Queensland. Some may say the centre of the universe. (laughs) Some may say. Others may not say that. (laughs) That's up to them. Um, It's a liminal space. So, Jess, have you got your car trip snacks, your car trip tunes, your favourite long haul activities to do in a car because we're going on a journey? Well, I've got... um... My beef jerky, I'd love that. Uh, maybe the greatest hits of midnight oil. Uh, and then the seekers for when I need a nap because that's what my parents always played when I was little. So I'm ready for a long trip. Excellent. Good work, John and Kay. Good taste. All right. What, what's it? Like, why would we do this long drive? Where are we going, Ready? We are going to, um, I think, one of the greatest places on earth, the town of Kooladi in central Queensland. So Kooladi is postcode 4479 and is smack bang in the middle of the state. It's about 10 hours drive west of Brisbane. So you go out of Brisbane, you go out of Ipswich and you just keep going forever. You keep going out. Until you find this place. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it's halfway between Charleville and Quilpie and the town was formerly known as Yarranvale and was a pastoral outreach location which we will skip over because that's a grim time that hasn't got a lot of documented history. Um, in 1913 Yarranville changed its name to Kuladi which is a local indigenous word for black duck. Are there black ducks in the area or is it just like you know you might refer to a person as a weird duck? Do they think the town's a weird duck? Look I cannot confirm nor deny we will get to some of the poultry of the area lately but I do not believe Great. that there are an abundance of black ducks. Um, it's hard to say. And by hard to say, I don't think so. so. Okay. <laughs> Great. Well, thanks for clarifying. Yep. If you're in Kuladi, you can contact us and let us know. Yep. Kuladi intersects the lands of the Margani, Gangari and Darawala peoples. Um, in the 1920s, most of the pastoral outreach folk cleared off, but the town still boasted a school, post office, train station, butcher, and even had a police station. This was considered Kuladi's heyday. If um, I know you're not going to go into it, but could what what is pastoral outreach? Do you have is that like a quick definition of what that is? Because I've not actually heard like that term in. Oh, that you context. haven't heard that before. I mean, like I kind of know what what pastoral things are, but pastoral outreach, no. Oh. Mm. And I don't. I so, think lots of people have the same. Won't know. Yeah. So. Um, look, there's not a lot of information that I could find on the specific outreach program that happened in quote-unquote Yarrenvale, but pastoral outreach, um, from what I understand, was the times where in which that the church communities went out to remote Queensland 
to set up townships and spread the oh. word of the Lord and build churches. Okay, so it's like another euphemism for missions. Mission, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. there we go. Yeah, and support the frontier, quote unquote. So it's kind of nice that this place um, changed its name not long after those people cleared off because, yeah, it was a very different place. But I, I there's not much... Um, recorded history accessible on what happened in those times then mm. and there is there is more mm. information about other areas yeah where this sort of stuff has happened yeah. um, but we'll, we'll go into that in another episode yeah or many other episodes because it's going to pop up yeah in the history yeah it's a spooky time mm. um, to say the least <laughs> the very not least to talk about it lightly yep mm-hmm. so they bugger off um, and the town kicks on and changes its name good riddance which is great <laughs> Um, so the Kaladi State High School originally opened in 1926 with a total of nine students under the teacher A.W. Marsh. However, mm-hmm. as the railway line that travelled through the town, so there was a railway line and a Kaladi train station, the line shifted as towns were established further west in Queensland and no longer actually passed through the town. Um, Kaladi became deserted. Ah, so they still have like a bit of train track, but no trains go on. They do. Okay. Yeah, there's a deserted train station. So a ghost town was formed and Kaladi became abandoned. The school um, closed in 1974, 48 years after its opening, and not long after that did pretty much everyone leave. However, one grand establishment remains. (sighs) Tell me more. The Fox Trap Hotel. The Fox Trap Hotel. The Fox Trap Hotel in Kuladi, four four seven nine Queensland. All right, this is the juicy stuff. So the Fox Trap is the hotel slash pub slash post office slash tennis court slash petrol station that remains in the middle of the town. Did I hear? Um, obviously, there was a lot of slashes, but one, was one of those tennis court slash petrol station? Yeah. Great. No further questions. Yeah, naturally. Mm. So, <laughs> yeah, there is indeed a tennis court. It's seen better days, but it's there and it's, uh, I think, mostly functioning. Great. I've seen photos. So the Fox Trap gets its name from the old owner, Bob Fox, because when people came to drop in for one beer, they'd get stuck for hours listening to Bob telling them stories of the town. Wow. Hence the Fox Trap. So it's not like there was a problem with foxes. There was a problem with one no. dude called Fox. Yeah. I mean, there may have also been a problem with foxes. Um, unrelated. Mm. Cannot confirm nor deny, but. I hope not. I hope there's never mate. been a fox through that town except for, <laughs> what was his first name, Bob? Bob. Bob Fox. There we go. I didn't just make that up. No. Because I was talking about the various Bobcatters yeah. earlier and there Bob was yeah, in my Bob brain. Yeah, Bob loved a yarn, he loved beer, and he loved to trap you. Um, just to hang out. I've met many of those kinds. I've met many Bobs in my <laughs> in my travels. I thought you were about to say I've met Bob and I was like, excuse me? No, yeah. no that's Be definitely on man. the bucket list. If he's still around, I'm not sure. Um, mm. He's certainly not at Kaladi anymore and we're just about to get to that. Right. So <laughs> in 2007, Laurel Seymour Smith and her late partner Errol so Errol and Laurel, which is a mouthful, um, bought the hotel and moved in. Great. To this day, Laurel claims that it was the best decision they ever made. 
Errol, Laurel. Yeah, if they yeah. have children, what could they call them? I don't know. Oh, we they... get to that. Right. Muriel? Try to think of other sounds. Okay. Yeah. So as of 2020, Cool Laddie is occupied by Laurel Seymour Smith, her daughter Roxanne, and her son-in-law Gavin. Roxanne and Gavin. Rox and Gav Muller. Great. Yeah. Great, great, great. Rox, Gav, Errol, Laurel. Yeah, well, Errol is no longer with us, but Laurel, Rox, Gav. Cool. Yep. So with their total population of three and having their own postal code and postal service, they are officially Australia's smallest town. Wow. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So without the postcode and without the postal service, they would not necessarily be considered their own township, but because they have their own postal service and postcode, um, they qualify as their own mm. town. Because are there? Because obviously, there's lots of little ghost towns in Australia. Um, mm-hmm. So if they don't have a post office, or and there happens to still be people living there, they're not technically a town. Um, and it's more to do with how you can have suburbs, like within. Oh, okay. I guess things might yeah, become suburbs within the postcode. You can still have a couple of suburbs, but if you have your own like unique postal code and postal service, mm. that's how they in Australia. That's how they qualify with the Bureau right. of Statistics. Mm. Excellent. There mm-hmm. you go. Yep. The more you know. Mm. Um, so previously, Gavin Rox's daughter, Christy, lived there too. So there were four and they were still the smallest town in Australia when they had four people. Mm. Um, when I discovered this town in 2014 in some research I was doing for a different project, there were four people. And then when I re-did this research a couple of years ago, um, I saw that there were only three people in the Australian Bureau of Statistics register and I was like, oh, my God, who's died? And I panicked and I went mm. through like the births and death register to oh. find out and I was like, no, not Laurel. But it turns out um, Christy just moved. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> Which, yeah, but she didn't move far away. Um, from what I understand, I think she moved to Charlevilla Quilpie, which is, yeah. The most like adjacent more legitimate town. Still like 100 k's away, but yeah, mm, yeah. down the road. Great. Yeah. But they're still a tight family unit and she enjoys visiting as far as I understand. Lovely. How do you yep. find that information? Oh, mate, how long do you have? <laughs> how long is a piece of string? Oh. Uh, just wondering if you're stalking a rural family. Um, no, absolutely okay. not. I've never been. Right. I've okay. never been. But I am a big fan. If you're listening... Mm. Laurel, Rox, Gav, Christy, big fan. Good work. One day we will go to the Fox Shop Hotel. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Bring snacks. It's a long drive. (laughs) 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 All right. So today the Diamantina Developmental Road is the main highway that passes through from east to west and Uh is really only the official road slash street in the area. The Diamantina the developmental something? Road. Great. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, with, with the mullers are uh, some cows, 10 dogs, a handful of cats, and an exponentially growing chicken population. Wow. Well, when you've got the Exponentially growing chicken population. So a lot of them. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I don't think they've bothered to count. No. Just chooks everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but no black ducks. Okay. Yeah. Noted. That I'm aware of. Mm. 
We'll find out when we visit. It'll be great. Okay. <laughs> um, so Rox, the mum of the family, she has described the place as blissfully free of mobile ringtones because they have little to pretty much no phone reception. So when you go, you're there and you can't tell anyone about it. And that's either lovely or terrifying. Yep. Yep. I think mostly lovely. Mm. But, hey, I have no other yeah. job for that. <laughs> <laughs> I assume they have a landline. Yeah, I, I think yeah. they do because in one article that I read, someone actually called them and was like, um, I just want to ask you about your life. And Rox answered. She was like, yeah. Yeah. Right. They have had articles written about them in the Daily Mail over in the UK. Like they are. Wow. So reporters just call treasures. them and be like, cool. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yep. All you right. Tell me more. You're lucky enough to talk to Rox herself. A true Australian celebrity. Everyone listening, do a Google um, and get in touch. I'm sure they don't have other things on their plate to deal with. <laughs> Looking after uh, a hotel and a million animals. And a million chickens. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And a tennis court. They take a lot of maintenance. (laughs) All right. So most visitors are tourists, uh, usually caravan, you know, grey nomads who are chasing warmer weather in Queensland during the winter months. There's a lot of things in um, outback rural Queensland, such as various camel races that exist. So people pass through often to go to Birdsville for the camel races. For the camel races. Mm Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. a whole other episode in itself. Yeah. And that's but a yearly event. just picture it. Horse racing, but camels. What was your question? Is that a yearly event? Yep. There's more than wonder- one. Okay. There's right. a few different townships that host them, but that's that's a whole that's other episode for, another, for a whole other yeah, time. Yeah, right. And mm-hmm. I look forward to it immensely. Yep. I've already done half my research. <laughs> And I've been to one of the places that hosts them too. Anyway, one day we'll we'll go. To, oh, it'll be great. We'll go to Kaladi on our way to the camera races. Yeah, when 100%. I'm allowed to enter the Sunshine State. When you're allowed to come back to Queensland, I was going to say like we can't go to Japan or anything, but we can definitely go to the Bullier Camel races. I don't know if we've mentioned on the podcast that we are doing this remotely. I am in Sydney. Maddie is in the glorious Sunshine State it's and is true. in Brisbane. So this is a bi-state podcast. Mm. Is that a phrase? It is now. Lock it in. Multi-state. Lock it in. Thank you, Merriam-Webster. All right. So camel races. Camel races, tourists, grey nomads, truckies, the clientele, and myself in the future. So Mm. Roxanne um, has on the record stated that the abandoned train station has become something of a tourist attraction and it can see temperatures of up to 48 degrees Celsius. Oh. Yeah. However, in saying that, that quote was from a year or two ago and when we had the hottest three days on record. Remember last year when we had the hottest day on record and then the next day it was like, just kidding, today is the hottest day on record. And then the next day it was like, just kidding, today is the hottest day on record. I imagine that we may have broken the 48 degrees. Mm. Well, was that year. when everything was on fire or was that a different Yeah, time? we'll have to call in and see year, wasn't it? Yeah. if they've broken the 48. We'll find mm. out. Highly possible. So, Gavin heads into Charleville every four weeks for supplies and uh, the family are known to hit the big smoke, which is either Toowoomba or (laughs) Brisbane, a couple times a year for, you know, family commitments and whatnot. But otherwise Mm -hmm. they are pretty bloody stoked to be where they are and love their lives. 
Great. Mm. So Rox is quoted to say, um, we get along fine. We haven't had a disagreement yet. And her mum, Laurel, says we've never had an argument. Never had an argument? Never had an argument. And they all live together in a town where there are are no other people. There are no other people. Could you imagine? Um, I'm having trouble. Yeah. (laughs) And I, I love my family dearly. Yeah. However, I don't know how I would go. I love you, dearly. I would kill mm. you. Mm. Like, we know that. Yeah. I would kill anyone if it was mm. just me and that person. Yeah, for all the time, except yeah. for maybe four times a year. Anyway, carry on. Uh- <laughs> Good for you, Laurel. Good for you, Laurel. Good work, guys. Honestly, like, they should get several medals. So the trio say that they love their isolated life and the important role that they play um, for the broader community. So although Kuladi only has the three people, um, there are stations like cattle and sheep stations around the area um, Mm. and they feel like that they have been a good support for the community in times of drought. Um, The Roadhouse does, the, the Foxtrap Hotel, does feel the impact of the drought because farmers aren't um, spending much money. They, aren't, they can't spend as much money as they could, so people aren't visiting as much. Um, mm. But they um, – so Laurel, she has said that when people do come to visit, she likes to offer a listening ear to those doing it tough, which I think is very nice of her. Mm. Um, to try and combat some of the harder times, they do host events. So they try to host events every now and then. They have a big trivia night every now and then and they have burger nights. Burger night and trivia. Mm-hmm. Lovely. I know, very wholesome. Um, and there's one one bigger event which is called the Kuladi Gimkana and I apologise if I'm not saying that It'd correctly. It would be Gymkana, right? It would be Gymkana. Gymkana, is that? Yeah. Do you I've know heard what that, that is word. because you're from Gladstone. Um, I, I am not from Gladstone. Thank you. I was well, born in, in Brisbane, but I did spend my formative years mostly near Gladstone. Gladstone Thank you. I am not from <laughs> Gladstone. If anything, I grew up in Benarrabee. Call your mum and get that fact checked. Um, <laughs> I was born in Sunnybank. Um, what was I saying? No, Jim Carner. I literally, I think I've only had it said, heard it said out loud in like a Vicar of Dibley episode where like weird um, Alice says something about a book that's called Jill's Jim Carner. And I'm like, always been like, what is that? And I assume it's a children's book. Well, so I've heard the word Jim Carner literally from that very specific thing. I only heard it earlier today. So mm. I don't know what it is. I believe it is like a racing event broadly, like a gymkhana mm-hmm. or some kind of you get on a horse and you race or you. And I think the word is potentially appropriated. But um, but the Kuladi gymkhana is a motorbike race. Ah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've got a little bit of information on that for us. Right. So in 2016 um, they held their first gymkhana since the big drought struck. Um, but nobody from the town competed because none okay. of the, you know, there's Laurel three of them. isn't into a motorbike. And they are a bit older and, yep. Yeah, so, hmm. but the organiser, Rick Garnett, um, who's from the broader 
community. Um, he said that they had a hard time holding the event since 2012 thanks to the population decline, um, but that they the- got some help from another government in Charleville and the- gave it a red hot go. But the the population decline being yeah. Christy moving away or is it in the broader area did other people move away? Or is it actually like, oh, I look, don't think we can do it without Christy? <laughs> look, <laughs> I cannot confirm nor deny. Mm. Um, I believe the broader population, but it's nice to think that it was that, like Christy's gone. <laughs> she was really no good on a bike, her and her wheelies. <laughs> um, Christy, if you're listening, can you please get in contact and let us know? Maybe she's doing some sick donuts in Charleville as was speaking. Let's hope. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So they held the first one in 2016 since 2012, um, but they couldn't find people to compete, which was really hard. Um, so they did end up finding some people to compete, except none of them were from Kuladi. They were from... Charleville, Quilpie and further abroad. Um, and Rick said that they probably could have got a few more if it had been held on a different weekend because on the weekend that they held it, the Thargomenda Gymkhana was also on, which is another wow. town. So two There's towns really... were like, we're both going to do this on the same weekend and we both have small populations. Everything will be fine. I mean, I live in Sydney. You live in Brisbane. There really are so many different Australia's aren't there? Oh, yeah. So many yep. different experiences yep. of the same place. Yep. Wild. Yep. Rick said that it went off, though. It was a great event. Um, to quote him, there wasn't a complaint, there wasn't a discrepancy or a blue. No blues. No blues. <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, that checks out. Laurel has never had an argument. It's true. Mm. So wholesome time. Um, signs that are in the Foxtrap Hotel include, sorry, yesterday was the cutoff for complaints, mm-hmm. which is great, hangs above the bar. And another favourite, um, credit is like sex. Some get it, some don't. Okay. It's a bit cheeky. Do they Have they made these signs or have they, are they, they've bought them somewhere? I don't know if they've been, they may have been commissioned for the premise. Mm. Who knows? Possibly. We'll ask. Um, if you Google Kuladi, 77 properties will come up for sale on domain. However, none of them are actually in Kuladi. They're all in other places. So don't get your hopes up, people. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a bit of a bummer. Mm. False advertising. All right. So. There was a book um, made about Kuladi a couple of years ago. A former resident of the town, Pamela Jackson, published ah. a book called Kuladi Kids. And this is not your pseudonym. This is a someone no. else. <laughs> no, this was not I. Um, however, it's good to have goals. Mm. <laughs> Maybe I'll write the sequel, Kuladi Teenagers. I think it sounds perfect. All right. I'll talk to Pam, see if she's mm. happy for me to share the limelight. Um, so the book is a series of anecdotes, stories and photos from Coletti's heyday from the children who grew up there. So because they all kind of cleared out around the 70s, 80s, there actually are people across Queensland who grew up in Coletti and mm. who share memories and anecdotes from the town and she collated a bunch of them and put them in a book so everyone else could celebrate. That's really things, lovely. Which I think is really lovely. Um, they had a launch 
at the Foxtrap Hotel um, a couple of years ago. And I think about 50 people went along who were involved in the book. The book does have a Facebook page. So if you search Call Laddie Kids, uh, you will find the Facebook page if you want to chuck Pam a like. And, yes, mm. I have tried to contact the National Library of Australia to see if I can obtain a copy because it is registered with them. Um, but I have not heard back, so I'm considering just messaging Pam herself. And it's not in the State Library? I believe it it is but because uh, it says so on her Facebook, but I couldn't find it online. So mm. it may only be hard copy, like register only. I don't know. Well, let's hope we can find it. I think we will. We'll we'll do a sequel. We'll do a follow-up episode for mm. everyone. Yeah, once we um, send her a message on Facebook. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Pam, help us out. <laughs> uh, all of the proceeds from the book go to the Charleville Hospital Auxiliary, which is nice. That's a nice mm. thing. Pam, Pam's great. We like her. Yeah. She said that she wrote the book um, because we've – got some pretty dark days that are happening in the country at the moment and so I think that this is going to achieve some community spirit and some cohesion for Kuladi and other communities as well. Mm, Beautiful. Good work. So Kuladi is not the only ghost town in the area. You um, mentioned that earlier, Jessica. Mary Kathleen, which is 900 k's northwest from the town. Mary, Mary Kathleen, Kathleen the Ooh. name of the town. And not the name of a ghost that lives in the town. Well, maybe. <laughs> that's not, <laughs> like, oh, that's not where the story balls? goes. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's a ghost town, spooky. Um, so Mary Kathleen was established in the 50s to service a uranium mine. They had houses, shops, even a cinema and a swimming pool. Wow. Uranium yeah, mine, like a cinema, hoop. swimming pool. What more could you Uranium ask Uranium mine, pool, spooky. Um, mm. But by the 80s, everyone left. None of the buildings are left standing, just the sign and the mine. Oh, is the mine mm. still functioning? People no, I don't think it's functioning. It's just a, don't go in there. Yeah, it'll be a like a hole now, mm-hmm. just a big old pit. I mean, cool. I, I don't know, maybe they've, they've, I don't know what happens to uranium mines when they are done, when they're depleted. Yeah, do they fill them in? Maybe. Or is it you're just roped off, you don't go there? If you've ever filled in a uranium mine, mm. get in contact. I'm sure Pam will want to know as well. Yeah. Uh, there's another one called Mount Mulligan, and this one actually is haunted af apparently so mount mulligan is the home of queensland's worst ever mining accident there is a theme mining Mm -hmm. oh no so i know so in 1921 there was a massive explosion that killed 75 people um no one lives there anymore but there is an urban legend that the man who supposedly caused the explosion edward morgan haunts the site to this day Wow. Yeah. 75 people is is a lot. Yeah. And so the really spooky thing about it is that his body was the only one not to be recovered from the mine after the explosion. So that's kind of why people think that he might be haunting it because he's got some major baggage about never being recovered. Mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. And fair play to him. 
Yeah, and it's un- it's unknown as to whether they like intentionally left them in there because he supposedly caused the explosion, or if it was just a coincidence that like they couldn't get him yeah, out. They couldn't get him out. Yep. Spooky. Spooky. Yeah, um, I'd, then- I'd, I'd abandon that town too. Oh yeah, get out. Mm. Done. Yeah. Even just logistically, mm. but also spookily. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then, of course, one of the most famous ones is Batuta, which is actually quite near Kuladi. Um, We've all heard of the the satirical online newspaper, Batuta Advocate. But, yeah, that was actually a real place. The last resident died in 2004, so the town was completely empty, except as of earlier this year, someone announced that they um, – how are going to restore the pub and they're going to move back in. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, yep. it works for Kuladi. Yep. Yeah. So Batuta is 500 Ks west from Kuladi. Um, and yeah, some, some bloke, he was like, I'm going to, going to kick off again. We're going to, we're going to restore the pub. And the goal is to have between five and 10 new locals living and working in the area. So there may be a crossover period where there's only two people there and they mm. might briefly become the smallest town in Australia. And then if they boom up, if they do a huge population <laughs> boom up to 10, then it comes back to Kuladi. So there's a little yeah. bit of like wait and see. I mean, Ooh. they'd only have to reach five, wouldn't they, to to be Four. bigger than Kuladi? Four. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the newspaper's going, going gangbusters, so. Yeah. I think Kuladi might be safe. Yep, yep. We'll see what happens. Stay tuned. Um, but I want to end our tale with a final quote from Laurel Seymour Smith, the matriarch of the Muller family at the Foxtrap Hotel. So uh, on uh, her buying the place and her new life there that she bought in 2007, I was a miner driving trucks for years This came up and we said, we're looking for a complete lifestyle change. And before we knew it, I was the postmaster, the publican, the cleaner, the cook, and the happiest I've ever been. Who wouldn't be? This is flaming God's country. (sighs) Flaming God's country. Flaming God's. Oh. I've never even heard those two words together, but now that I have, I'm like, "Mm, makes sense. They do, ref- lots of people do refer, you know, God's country. It's kind of a country thing, I assume, common to the. No, not God's country. Area. I mean, flaming like, and gods. No, flaming gods. Flaming gods country. Yeah. Wow. There you go. The more you know. Yeah. I mean, I hope they've been doing okay this year with a lot, lots of grey nomads haven't been able to do what they'd normally do, but I'm sure there's still been plenty of people doing it. Oh, but local tourism in Queensland's kicked off. Mm. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, well, because I know because my aunt and uncle who run a caravan park, they had to not have anyone visit for a while. So maybe yeah, it dips and right came back. So who, mm. yeah, we'll have to get in touch. Yeah, and I mean, we'll all, everyone just you know try some local tourism. Absolutely, give it a crack. Absolutely, travel in your bubble. Mm. Take some jerky. Take a good cassette tape. Maybe a satellite phone, especially if you're going on your own somewhere very rural. <laughs> a cassette tape and a satellite phone. Mm-hmm. And some water mm-hmm. for a couple of days. 
some water and maybe some chicken feed because honestly mm. there are so many like they yeah just help feed the chickens it's nice to bring a gift and like that's thoughtful <laughs> that's personalized <laughs> and that's cool Addie. thank you for joining me amazing um you can you can follow us on instagram or twitter it's just at australianorama or you can chuck us an email at australianorama at gmail.com why is this <laughs> while recording this outro uh, maddie has had to chase a lizard from her home so that's good i am truly shaken <laughs> Oh, I've had a water dragon run at me before, but never in my own home. <laughs> oh, it's going well. Uh, we release episodes every Monday, and the one we're doing next week is about the Australian Women's Weekly Children's Birthday Cake Book. Hopefully with less lizards. Ideally 100% less lizards, 100% <laughs> more cake. Oh. Um, oh, if you've been enjoying the podcast... Tell your friends, like and subscribe to us on everywhere you can. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. My sources for this episode include The New Daily, ABC, The Daily Mail, The Australian Bureau of Statistics, Pamela's Facebook page for Kaladi Kids and The Western Times. (laughs) 